Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Green Room Podcast. This is the Big Ten Weekend Recap Edition, and my dogs are already barking, and we have barely started, so this is good. This is par for the course for what we saw today. Uh, yeah, I'm Tony Paul, uh, joined by Matt Charbonneau, who has just arrived back to his wonderful, cozy home uh, after a day in East Lansing. He'll be back up there tomorrow, right? Or no? Be going back up tomorrow? Yeah, we got hoops yeah, tomorrow, man. Yeah, we got a man. basketball game tomorrow. So, uh, anyway, um, yeah, so welcome. Thanks for joining us. Um, uh, it is uh, a few hours after Michigan State uh, was absolutely uh, bombarded on the football field by Ohio State, 52-12. to 12. Matt Charbonneau asked the question of the press conference. He asked Mel Tucker what positives Mel Tucker took from today, and, well, about as many as we did, which is a big old zero. Matthew? None. Yeah. None. I, I will say that the question about the positives actually came from Matt Wenzel of M Live. Um, oh, Matt, I can't I, get you, I can't tell you Matt's part. I know it was a funny response. How he 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 answered it with positives? Question mark. Then a pause, and it was basically like I can't really think of any. Uh, and then gave us a you know whatever the stuff about they didn't got quit. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, which all right, that's great. What, what I enjoyed was when I it, there's two big things I took from today. And the biggest is that this team didn't look from the very first play like they believed they could compete with Ohio State. And I know rationally we can all sit back and say, well, they probably can't. No. And I get that. But when you start a game playing, you don't, you don't, your game plan shouldn't say we're terrified to try and win. Well, let's and go back to we that. From- well, you're right. Let's go back to that first play of the game. I mean, you have a week to prepare for your first play of the game. And Rocky Lombardi doesn't know which way his running back's going. <laughs> right. Mean, I, but mean, I mean, it was just a disaster yeah. from the get-go. And it just... But I mean, what when I say not play to win, I mean, the very first drive yeah. is like they're playing to punt. Yeah. I mean, the very first one. And we saw that all game long of a yeah. team afraid to try and win. And and, and when I brought this up to... to There's Mel the Tucker, question. There's the question you asked. You asked yeah, Mel Tucker my, why... And that was another funny answer. Why he punted... Yeah when they did it in that fourth and five, fourth and four or whatever, because you're going, you have to pull some tricks out of the bag to beat Ohio state. I mean, there's no other way to do it. You're outclassed, even an Ohio state team that was missing about 85 people or whatever, 28 or 25 or whatever it was. Uh, you're still <laughs> out. You're still outclassed. Um, and uh, you, you asked him why they punted and his response was. Well, he said, if I thought we could have got it, I would have went for it. No. So, and, and he went a little further, but the, the point was, it was, they were down 28 to nothing. They mm-hmm. were finally moving the ball first drive of the second half. They get to the Ohio state 41 and it's fourth and five and they punt from the Ohio state 41. Hey, this just in, uh, the 29 yard, a doozy of a punt that followed doesn't make a difference to Justin Fields in that offense. 
You know what I mean? They don't have bad field position. So what the hell does it matter if you go for it on fourth and five there and don't get it? So they had that 29 yards back in, I think, two plays, and they scored on that drive in five plays. So what does it matter that you punted 29 yards? And my point of it was that that Mel Tucker talks about being relentless all the time. Relentless is the word he uses over and over and over again. And today felt like the exact opposite of relentless. Today felt like, don't beat us too bad, you guys, please. We can't take it. That's what it felt like. Now, I may, maybe I'm overreacting a little, but that's what this team looked like today. They haven't looked like that any other week. Right. It's like they knew they were going to get beat, and they didn't want to get beat too bad. I mean, you're down four or five touchdowns, and you're playing the game like it's a one-score game. That's not how you play this. You know, and of course he got a little annoyed with it and said, I, we can make our decisions up here in the air conditioning, which I don't know who had air conditioning on today. Um, and you can call it conservative. That's up to you to decide. Well, if if there's anyone out there who sees today's game plan as anything, but we weren't watching the same game and I'm not trying to make some grand declaration about Mel Tucker and his program, but for today, for one day, it was a team that was anything but relentless. And you know, he was a little annoyed after the game, but I think he was annoyed in general and who wouldn't be right. after what we saw. So yeah. that was, well, that was my big takeaway is it didn't yeah. look like a team that ever believed at any point they belonged on that field. Right. So that, that, that was the strange thing to me. Yeah. And, and it showed, and you know, look, I mean, the whole game plan today should have been, let's keep the ball out of Justin Fields hands as long as possible. Um, his center tried to do that. Um, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, at least on the first couple drives, but, um, but then you go out and your first drive is a minute 30 and your second drive is 37 seconds. And, you know, I mean, you, you just played yeah. right into, you just played right in. I mean, if you hadn't very little chance, obviously to beat Ohio state anyway, I mean, it's such a good team and Justin Fields, I mean, I've watched him play, but man, he's good. And um, yeah, I mean, I mean, just so the, smooth, the, man. Well, what his, decision-making with running the ball. I mean, he, you know, he, he's running into a brick wall and he finds his way out of it and find and like that on that one score where he was going to throw and then he had no one to throw to. And then he ran up the middle and there was nowhere to go. So then he ran off to the side and he scores a touchdown. I mean, he's just so good. Wow. And you just have to keep, you know, the ball away from him. And um, certainly that wasn't, that wasn't wow. happening in the first half and, you know, it was over and uh, I didn't even watch the second. I didn't even watch the second half. Uh, I was, you know, so you know, over it uh, by that point. So I decided to watch a little Mac football instead, and uh, it was well, more entertaining than that. If you missed the second half, you missed then the other point in which people were asking a lot about on Twitter, as Peyton Thorne was in at quarterback because by then Rocky Lombardi right. had been, you know, buried into the turf. Um. Which a quick aside, by the way, everyone who gets hurt at Michigan State, according to Mel Tucker, is quote unquote banged up. Um, I, I'd almost rather deal with Mark D'Antonio, who just said I'm not talking about it. Okay, <laughs> you know, I get it. So, well, I don't know the status of Rocky Lombardi, but this leads into the whole quarterback situation. Peyton Thorne is clearly, clearly the better quarterback. I don't know how it could be debated right now that he is clearly the best option. And even after the game, Mel Tucker is very stubborn in giving any praise to Peyton Thorne. It's really kind of odd. And I thought that again today. And I'm starting to wonder. Do, is, because they like to coddle their, they like to coddle their freaking quarterbacks and their starting guy. No, Harbaugh did the same I, thing when, when Matt, that's when not Kate, my theory. Uh, okay. Well, that's my theory. I'm just really quickly. Harbaugh did the same thing when Cade McNamara came in and rolled up all those yards. And then after the game, it was still, oh, we love Joe Milton. He played well, blah, 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 blah. When clearly your better option was the guy that was on the field at the end. 
What's your theory? Well, my theory is there's not a quarterback in this roster that he wants. Mm. Well, that and that's a pretty too. strong statement. But yeah. he's been sticking with Rocky Lombardi, who is clearly not the best quarterback on the roster, because every time Peyton Thorne comes in, he proves he's better. But he he doesn't start Peyton Thorne after what was the after the Iowa game. How on earth did he come back the next week with Rocky Lombardi? It, it didn't make any sense. Okay. Because mm-hmm. then Peyton Thorne played again against Indiana and played well. And then he still came back with Rocky against Northwestern. I know they beat Northwestern, but it wasn't because of Rocky Lombardi. Um, and then as, as when every time we ask him about Peyton Thorne, he's, it's like, he, you can't, it's very hard for him to say anything good about him. And you see clearly Theo Day's not in the picture. Um, you know, Noah Kim's a true freshman. You start wondering, is, is this his way of making it? So uh, we all believe there's not a quarterback here that, and, and he wants his guy in. I, I understand part of it is the reality of an, a first year coach and they inherited the entire roster and they're not, I guarantee there's a third of that roster that they don't believe can get it done. And I'm just wondering right now if they believe that there's not a single quarterback that can get it done, and they'd rather start turning to the guys they're recruiting. I mean, mm-hmm. they've got they do have a they do have a quarterback committed for next year. Um, I I don't know. I'm starting to feel that way because Peyton Thorne to me looks like he's got a lot of upside, and you just don't hear that from the coach right now. And you're kind of wondering, like, I know Peyton Thorne's not perfect, but he's played like what two full total halves now. Um, but he sure looks a heck of a lot better than Rocky Lombardi and. It just doesn't. It doesn't add up to me right now. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm reading into things too much, but it seems to me that that Mel Tucker's given us a hint that he he wants to go in a whole other direction with quarterback with his team. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Well, um, I'd like to see Kim get a shot this year. Next, or probably not this year, but next year, I'd like to see him. Uh, I'm just intrigued there. Um, uh, so I, I mean, whatever. We'll see what happens. Um, I did. I did enjoy the zero-yard um, interception return for the touchdown. That was fun. Um, I did enjoy uh, Michigan State having a penalty for ten men on the field, and then they take a timeout to talk it over and to get their heads straight and to figure everything out. And then out of the timeout, they have twelve men on the field, which. Yeah, I'll give Mel Tucker credit. If if you have to choose between having ten men on the field and twelve men on the field, I guess I choose twelve. I guess more more than anything, I'm just uh, I came away really impressed with Ohio State uh, again. Yeah. Miss, missing their basically their entire offensive line, a center who appeared to have a pound of country crack on his fingers um, that couldn't get the ball to Justin <laughs> Fields, and still um, Ohio State's just so good, and uh, they're going to the playoff. I don't think there's any doubt about that at this point. Right. And the other thing real quick, let's, let's, and I said this tonight when I was in the press press, let's stop this idea that they're not going to be in the big 10 championship game. I do not care. I I do not care what happens with Michigan. No, I don't. Ohio state will be in the big 10 championship game. There is no other end game for the big 10. No, it has to be. They have to be there. They have to get in the playoffs. That right. there's no other yeah. team that can make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. So those, they they uh, will yeah. amend whatever rule they need or do whatever they need to do with the schedule to get Ohio State another game this week. I don't know who it'll be against, but they're going to play somebody, and they're going to be six and zero, and they're going to be in the Big Ten championship. Well, even, that, that's even, just even how if it's they be. even if they don't get another game, I think they're going to be in the Big Ten championship game. I think. That, yeah. Um, you know, and for people that haven't been paying attention, you know, when the Big Ten restarted, you had they made the rule that you had to play six games out of your eight to get into to be eligible for the Big Ten championship game. Ohio State's obviously, as my dogs are chiming in, they agree with you. Um, they think this is outrageous. It, yes, it, um, Ohio State obviously had to cancel. They got one game canceled earlier this year with Maryland. And then they had to cancel the game against Illinois. They came back this week. 
Uh, if Michigan were to cancel next week, then obviously Ohio State would be under that threshold. But Barry Alvarez is basically the man on the committee who is running the show and has been since they restarted, the Wisconsin athletic director, former football coach. He told the Detroit News this week that, yeah, uh, if we have to, we'll probably amend this so that Ohio State is eligible. And I see fans on Twitter and everywhere saying they wouldn't do this for Michigan or they wouldn't do this for Michigan State or whatever. They will do whatever they can to get a team into the playoff. And there is nobody else um, that was going to – look, Northwestern could have beat Michigan State next year or last week. No disrespect to Northwestern. They weren't going to the college football playoff this year. Wisconsin wasn't going to the college football playoff this year. It's Ohio State or nobody. And so, yes, the Big Ten is going to do what it has to do to make Ohio State eligible for the Big Ten championship game to give them the extra points they need to secure that fourth or third spot in the playoff rankings. And I think it's absolutely the right move. Uh, I think that if Michigan State, uh, if this was back in the year, you know, if this all happened the year Michigan State ended up going, you know, and they had a shot, then I think they would have done the sim- done a similar thing. If it, I don't think it's about Ohio State. It's about the Big Ten getting on the big stage. They don't want to be shut out of the college football playoff because of this rule in this weird year that, you know, that you're not eligible for the Big Ten championship game. So, you know, anyone that's saying that, you know, you're full of it. It's it's not true. The Big Ten's going to do what they can do to get on the big stage. And I think it's about it just it's a it's a case where it just so happens to be Ohio State. Well, right. you know, it's yeah. Ohio State most years because they're the best. Right. Same like in the SEC, it's usually always Alabama. But do you think they'd care if it was LSU or Auburn or Georgia or whoever else? Hell no. It's about getting those teams in it, yeah, in that playoff, getting that huge payoff, everything. And if people, I know people don't want to say it's about, they hate to admit it's about money, but this year, especially these conferences (laughs) and these teams need that money desperately. So yeah, Ohio state's going to be in it's any debate about, Oh, who might be in otherwise? Come on. Right. It's Uh, it'll be Ohio state. And, uh, Northwestern, uh, Northwestern, maybe. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, has to be. Yeah, in fact, yep, they clinched today. Yep, Northwestern didn't. Lost yeah, North, Northwestern didn't play a game, and uh, technically Wisconsin wasn't eligible. But of course, if they were going to make Ohio State eligible, they'd have oh, they, they were going to have enough. Well, wait a minute. Um, <coughs> oh, because they they hold the tiebreaker on Iowa. Yeah, no, yeah Northwestern. Right. Northwestern is going. They did clinch today, so it'll be Northwestern and Ohio State uh, in the Big Ten championship game, uh, almost certainly. Um, cause I don't think Ohio state is going to play that game next week. Uh, but we didn't think Ohio state is going to play this week, but the numbers out of Michigan don't look good. Uh, I yeah. was told that there's at least 12, that was the report. There was 12. I've had that confirmed. And then I've also been told that they all expect inside the medical team and the program there, they expect that number to rise this week. So, uh, it doesn't look good for the Michigan Ohio state game, which has been played every year since before the last major pandemic in 1918. Um, so that's going to be weird if they don't play, but, um, um, you know, who cares? <laughs> you know, well, the I other mean, thing I'm one, I sit there and look and I say, if who else could Ohio state play? You know, who else is on the verge of canceling it? I mean, could Minnesota again, they had a pretty big outbreak. Yeah, they so, did. And uh, who do they play? I mean, if there's week? another they cancellation, did. Ohio state will play somebody, but uh, who do they play? I, I don't, don't know who they play next week, but anyway, uh, yeah, even but yeah, they'll probably try to get them a game. I think they have to make that call by Wednesday. If they're going to add a game. <laughs> um, and yeah, that would be that would be fun. <laughs> um, 
Uh, so they'll try to get him a game. But again, even if they don't, um, they absolutely will change and should change this rule to get Ohio State uh, in that game. So anyway, Michigan was off today. Just a quick rundown through the rest of the Big Ten. Uh, Indiana, without their starting quarterback, they still beat Wisconsin 14-6. to By the way, Wisconsin was a 14-point favorite for some ungodly reason in that game. Uh, but anyway, Indiana takes care of that 14-6. to Iowa, impressive win over Illinois 35-21. Nebraska beats Purdue 37-27. And Penn State picks up its second win of the year, 23-7 over Rutgers. And again, Michigan, Maryland were off this week, and Minnesota Northwestern were off this week. Um, let's say with football, um, from the Big Ten, anyway, there's some good stuff going on nationally, but uh, yeah, uh, next week, it's uh, Minnesota or Michigan State at Penn State, and of course, allegedly, U of M at Ohio State. Um, and then we'll find out who's the crossover game. That'll be interesting, who we're going to play in the... Uh, yeah. In the, it's either, it looks like Michigan and Michigan State are basically battling for the same uh, four opponents in the uh, crossover, looking at Minnesota Illinois, Nebraska, or Purdue. Um, you know, the interesting so thing I was I, thinking today. I would today, like to see Michigan State play Minnesota since, uh, you know, obviously Michigan already played them. And you love PJ. so you I know. love PJ. PJ what? But you know what? Michigan State, like going to Penn State and winning isn't isn't a crazy notion. Of course not. Because Penn State's not very good. <laughs> and, and what happens if they do that and they play like a Minnesota and they finish four and four? And they might be going I, to I mean, a bowl game. Well, I'm just saying the four and four in general. I think before the year, you would have said Tucker's going to go four and four. And again, it probably wouldn't have been against the teams you thought. But I think most people would have taken four and four if if yeah. we can get out of the what we saw today, the complete <laughs> you know cluster. You know what the today was. Um, I think most other weeks there's enough positive things to take out and say, hey, you finished 500 and you're you know kind of retooling the <laughs> roster. You feel yeah. a little you feel okay about it. No, what did, what did you pick? It. What did you pick at the beginning of the year? I can't believe I can't remember if I did four and four or three and five. Yeah, it was one of those. Um, two. But uh, oh, I think I said four and four because I said they were going to beat Indiana because they just had something about beating Indiana. It was just the team. You know what I mean? I thought Indiana was better, but for whatever reason, they always found a way to beat Indiana. But you know, I was obviously wrong. Yeah. On that. Um. You know, Mel Tucker's not feeling great today, but there's still going to be some positives to take out of the season once he gets his roster in here and starts to tool things in his in his you know his design of this program. Then things will. Get better, but I mean, look, you still you still be two top fifteen teams. You got a chance to go or at the time. Um, you still get you know you still got a chance to go beat Penn State next week. That's not the question at all. I'll be interested what your opening line is on that, but I bet it's going to be within a touchdown, um, even after what we Probably. saw today. Um, so you, yeah, you have a chance to go do that, and uh, yeah, we finish four and four. That'd be, and it kind of reminds you know, me of a bowl game. Yeah. If there's any bowl games left, I don't I don't really well. Know we'll what see. The options a lot of the options are going to be. Well, a lot of the ones that have been canceled are Big Ten tie-ins. I know, so I know, like, including the limited but, City Bowl or the little season yeah. pizza bowl, I guess. Or no, it's the Quick Lane Bowl. Quick Lane. I don't know what the on. hell it's called anymore. Changes. The thing I thought was interesting today, it's almost it's almost like sometimes you need to play the best team for to remind yourself how far away you are personnel wise. Yeah. It's kind of like kind of like 2010. Um and on a different level when Michigan State was, you know, shared a Big Ten title and they go to Capital One Bowl and play Alabama. And that was like a, yeah, that was great and all, but this is the real thing. Mm. And today was kind of like that too. It's like, you've had a couple good wins and you're doing some good things, but th this is the real deal. This, this is what you need to measure up to. And they don't yeah. come close. So I think it's just a reminder that this roster is nowhere near where it needs to be. 
again, <laughs> it's it's a roster that we're I guarantee we're going to say see change a lot. Right, right, right. Um, right. You know, um, me being the negative, me being the negative one. Um, when you talk about Alabama, I mean, I still feel like when they went to the playoff and lost to Alabama, they got a rude awakening of how far away they are. <laughs> well, I don't. Well, I, mean, I disagree I mean, with you, and I've said I, this many times, I, but I, I mean, I'm just saying from Alabama. I'm not saying from a top tier program in the country, but you know, from Alabama. I understand, but I've, I've yeah, said yeah. this a million times that that Alabama loss in the playoff was way different than the Alabama loss in the Capital One Bowl. Oh, of, of, oh I, I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying that you know, even then, you know, it's just remarkable where the top tier is in college football and how, and how oh, hard it is to crack man. that crack that ceiling. But anyway, that's enough football. Yeah, um, um, yeah that although, is enough football. Uh, the MAC was way more exciting today, by the way. Uh, but anyway, nobody cares. I know, I know. But Western Michigan will play next week, just really quickly, for a chance to play in the MAC championship yeah. game. They lost to Eastern today. Like Eastern dropped 52, 53 points on them. Eastern Michigan scored on Western Michigan their last 10 possessions. <laughs> so that doesn't uh, sound it, very good. It was fun. To, it was fun to listen to. Uh, I couldn't. I couldn't watch it because it was on ESPN Plus, and they went like forty nine bucks for the year, and it's like I don't want to watch this game that bad, so I listen to it on the radio. That's enough for football, basketball. Wait a minute, hold uh, on, time out, time out. Wait, 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 yeah. wait. Mm-hmm. You listen to Mac football on the radio? Yeah, I did. Well, Matt Shepard's mm. uh, Matt Shepard's the voice of the Eastern Michigan Eagles. So what, does that dude ever take a day off? I mean, can... uh, no, no, he doesn't. Um, but anyway, so I listened to that. Um, but uh, well, we got to find out who's going to play in the MAC championship game in Detroit. So sure, yeah, it's yeah. going to be Buffalo against either Western Michigan or Ball State. They play so like the game. crowd, the crowd of that game will be like a standard MAC championship game. Right. Good. <laughs> Actually, the MAC championship game with Western five years ago was uh, was pretty crowded. Yeah, so. that don't but, that doesn't count. I know. I'm just saying. Okay. Uh, on to basketball. Michigan State is unbeaten still, but. And this is where my my time to shine. But we got to do this really quickly because I got to watch some more mid-major basketball here in a minute. Uh, we're taping this Saturday. In Oakland's in a game against Oklahoma State, so we got to we got to wrap this up. But anyway, um, Michigan State uh, still undefeated. Impressive win at Duke. I don't care how close the final score was. They dominated Duke at Duke. Yeah, the camera crazies weren't there, but they dominated that game. Um, and then they come home and they get a scare from uh, from Detroit Mercy which was a tricky game for Michigan State because Detroit Mercy hadn't played. There's no film on them. And this wasn't just the Antoine Davis show that we've seen for the last two years. They have pieces around him now. They've got several transfers who uh, came in. So um, tricky game for Michigan State. They weren't really able to get any scout on, scouting on them. They weren't able to see any tape. Uh, Detroit Mercy hung tough. If Detroit Mercy didn't lose their bigs to fouls late in the game, I think they win that game. But as it is, Michigan Michigan State wins 83 to 76. Um, A good gritty win for them. Um, And uh, and an impressive showing for uh, Detroit Mercy. I would have liked to have been at that one. Yeah, I was. It's an interesting thing, too, because you see the way Detroit's made up. And and Antoine Davis is a a bulk shooter, obviously. Um, And you just kind of wonder where does it where does it go? Does that you know, does that showing tell you that they are going to compete in the horizon, have a chance of winning it or? But I sit there and wonder, it's like, boy, Davis has got to get his shots. Um, how many nights does that help you and how many nights does that hurt you? I mean, he was 0 for 9 from 3. Oh, I know. Which you know is but, he, but he, yeah. but the guy's a scorer. I mean, oh, he, he, still, can, he still put up, what, 20, 25? 24, I think. Yeah. And, he, you know, he can score even when guys are defending him well. I mean, he's a good scorer. Um, he's not going to go 0 for 9 most nights from 3. But, yeah, there's some other pieces to like there. And Michigan State, look, 
even Tom Izzo said, look, this was a classic trap game. And quite frankly, mm-hmm. you, you, you learn a lot of lessons from it. And it's, it's nice to win the game and learn a lot of lessons from it than uh, lose it and learn. So, you know, it, it was kind of interesting because they played the Duke game and you're, and you're right. They, they, other than the first about eight minutes, they completely controlled that entire game. Um, and I thought it was pretty impressive regardless of no fans. And and time is oh absolutely player. absolutely you know and of course yeah. the day the day between you have Friday so they have Thursday availability and of course in predictable fashion Tom Mizzo comes out and tells you how uh, nope it wasn't as good as you saw here's the 58 things we did wrong I yeah. mean it was a predictable Tom as a response but after Friday night's game he did say look this is this was a tough scout. You know, he wasn't completely letting his guys off the hook. He didn't, there were his bigs he wasn't happy with at all, but he understood why there was a lot of issues and maybe they covered guys, some guys they let shoot. They shouldn't have, but they didn't know. Um, so he wasn't just pinning it all on the guys. It was, they had a tough time scouting it. So All they had to go with you know, was, all they had to go with was Antoine Davis show. All right. I mean, really between Antoine, right, right. all you, all you had from previous years together on that court for the most part was Antoine Davis and uh, Willie the big, you know, down low. That's really, I see any, I don't know how to pronounce his last name still, but uh, I think I we should just up. call him Willie, the big for the Willie rest the, of the year. Willie, the big, those are the two guys. <laughs> basically you have back. So, you know, going in against Detroit mercy, you have to stop Antoine Davis, which they did as well as they could have done. He yeah. went over nine from three and he didn't get a single open look outside the paint. Like, I mean, outside of the layup here or there, all of his shots had a guy in his face. So you did what you could against what you knew they had, but right. you clearly see that they have a shooter in Matt Johnson. They got the big guy, Bull Cole. They got, you know, they got some pieces around Antoine Davis. And Antoine Davis was telling me a couple of weeks ago, I said, what's the difference? He goes, I got help and he's got help. And I think that's going to be very important for Detroit Mercy. They were fun to watch. And again, if, uh, if Willie and, and Bull didn't uh, fall out of that game, I, I the two bigs, I, I think that it's a different story because Michigan State was able to get the, you know, in the paint, you know, damage yeah. down the stretch, and they took advantage of that. And uh, I think that it, it absolutely could have been a Detroit Mercy win. But um, the second Horizon League team to give a Big Ten team a scare, actually the third, um, but Michigan uh, beat Oakland in overtime. Uh, what was that last, you said last week about uh, Oakland not being able to yeah. trim down the deficit in half? They didn't. They didn't. In I the know end, they ended up losing by 10 or whatever. Yes, yes, it went the other yeah, way still. Whatever. Hey, but, you know, Campy was the one who told me that. <laughs> so, so I don't feel so bad. I know, but, I mean, they uh, took them to overtime. <laughs> they did. They played really well. <clears throat> and uh, you could see them starting to gel. They've got some new pieces at Oakland, too. But also, Valpo took Purdue to the brink yesterday. So, um, so the mid-majors are, are, you know, at least uh, showing themselves early. But, um, anyway, well, I, I think and, it's – and, and, by the way – not not a Horizon League team, but uh, Marquette beat Wisconsin. Yes, on, they did. Uh, yes, yes, Friday. They did. So yeah, um, yeah. So these games are tough, and uh, you know the Detroit Mercy one. Uh, good, you know. I think if you're both teams, you're happy with the, you know, you're happy with your performance. At least Michigan State yeah. maybe is more happy with the win than the performance. Detroit Mercy is clearly happy with the performance. First game of the year, they didn't know what they were going to have, um, and now they go. Um, Detroit Mercy goes to Notre Dame tomorrow. Uh, they picked that game up um, after Mike Bray went shopping on Twitter for an opponent. Uh, <laughs> and they got Purdue-Fort Wayne, and then Purdue-Fort Wayne had to cancel, and so then they got Detroit Mercy. So that game's tomorrow. And then Michigan State gets Western, which I think is going to be another interesting game. Uh, Western took Butler uh, pretty deep 
and uh, oh, at Hinkle. And Butler doesn't lose games at Hinkle. Um, and so I'll be interested to see what Western does. Um, but there's a little bit more film on them. So I, I expect Michigan State to have an easier time. I don't think Western has the quite the weapons. They lost their two leading scorers to transfer. So I think that'll be a little bit easier game. But they are going to play that game. Uh, Western canceled their last one because of COVID um, against Notre Dame. But they are playing that game tomorrow night at Breslin. Yay. Okay. Anything else? And I, Anything else that stands out? out to, I'll point out. Yes, Rocket Watts. Oh, yeah. He was good. Um, the way he played, the way he played against Detroit, the way he defended Antoine Davis, he probably was on him. I'd say eighty percent of the time. Um, Aaron Henry was a little bit, you know, chipped in there too. But the way Rocket Watts defended him, and then the way he played offensively. I mean, he scored twenty three, but he was eight for fourteen, mm-hmm. and was really smart with the ball. Didn't make a lot of poor decisions, and that's kind of the thing with Rocket right now. And is, is with this transition to point guard is how he handles the ball. You know, the yeah. decisions he makes when he's passing, when he's shooting, when he's looking for his shot. And as Tom Izzo said after the game, he told him, that's the best I've seen you play ever. Yeah. Um, and I don't well, he, think that's an understatement. I mean, uh, he played really well, and then when the team needed someone to pick him that up. That was he, the key, because everyone yeah. kept, we kept waiting for that Michigan State run. And Detroit Mercy, quite frankly, Detroit Mercy's defense was so good that they didn't get that run. Um, yeah. they, Detroit yeah. Mercy was confusing Michigan State, clearly. Um, and uh, But then finally, they got a little mini surge, and it was basically all rocket, and that was that was it. Um, or at least, you know, was the start of the beginning of the end. Anyway. Uh, yeah. yeah, he looked, he looked some other really interesting, good. Uh, yeah. They're deep. They're you deep. Know, they're a deep team. They, they um, are. And, and Gabe Brown finally started shooting. Yeah. Scored 16. Um, Joey Hauser banged his knee a little bit, but looks like he's okay. Didn't play great overall, but gave him a little spark in the second half. But uh, he was he was aggressive. Uh, I think that was right. important. You know, and you like to see that from him. Like he, this is first year playing for them. Uh, you like to see him go out there and you know look confident and be aggressive. I mean, he's going to be a big piece of this team. And Aaron Henry still not shooting the ball great, but still with a double double. I think twelve points, ten rebounds, about six assists. I mean, the guy is out there doing everything. He defended Antoine Davis a little bit. Um, when he start, I, he's gonna shoot better. Um, it's just not he hasn't the first few games when he's when he's shooting more like we're used to seeing. That might be a double double guy every night because um, you know he didn't he didn't play that great offensively and he still was a big factor in that game. So you know you're right. The depth the depth is the big thing for Michigan State. They can run a lot of guys out there. The bigs were not very good most of the game, but late Julius Marble again came up big late in the game. Um, so oh my God! By the just, way, that that layup that Aaron Henry made was was it? It was Henry, right? The, no, Gabe the, Brown. Oh, okay, Gabe was that Brown, Brown along the baseline? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh my God, that was crazy. The guy uh, is ridiculously that athletic. Was, I mean, he's, that was he one is. of the most athletic plays uh, I've seen. Uh, wow, that was impressive. Um, yeah. So anyway, that, that's yeah. going to be the, the that's going to be the thing all year with them. They just got a lot of guys they can go to, and you know, there might be one night. It's one guy, one night, the other. I mean, AJ Hoggard, true freshman, played 19 minutes because right. they didn't. We didn't bring up Josh Langford. He didn't play. Right. Um, yeah. Got a sore knee a little bit, and so Tom was just kind of like, "No point in pushing this. We're going to play three times this week." Mm-hmm. Um, says it's no big deal. He'll play Sunday against Western and Wednesday at Virginia. So it's. But he did say before the year they're gonna they're gonna be careful with Josh, and when they can give him breaks here and there, they're gonna. It's probably going to be more often give him a day off of practice here and there, but. Seemed like the right time to give him a break there. So we might see that periodically through the year, and I don't think there's anything to panic about. It's not his foot. So, um, you know, it, if we don't see him tomorrow night, then you wonder. But from everything we 
are told he'll be playing Sunday against Western. So, right. Um, yeah. So it's going to be interesting. Just kind of, um, it's fun to see college basketball back. Um, you know, it's fun to see, you know, you got a lot of stuff to watch with football and basketball um, basketball is going to be uh, trying to avoid landmines. I think for a while. Um, well, fifth, another big game f- coming up yeah. this week too, though. Yeah, you got the yeah. Virginia game for the yeah. ACC Big Ten Challenge. Yeah, so. you got uh, Western Michigan Sunday. You got Virginia the the Hauser Bowl on Wednesday, yeah. and uh, then Oakland to close out non conference play on the thirteenth, and then you go into Northwestern. Um, get as many games in as you can, I guess. Uh, today yep. there were today yep. across the country there were fifty Division One games, and there were twenty four or twenty five games that were canceled. Um, so that's a and that trend is rising so um i mean today we lost gonzaga baylor one two you know an hour before tip-off so um it's gonna be uh it's gonna be like i said trying to avoid landmines but uh, just get as many games in as you can and uh it's fun to see basketball back especially in this state i think michigan michigan state are gonna be obviously i think obviously michigan state but michigan potentially too gonna be players in the big 10 and uh and maybe Oakland and UAD might be able to, you know, surprise some people in the Horizon League. So we'll see. Uh, by the way, I was thinking yesterday when <laughs> when Detroit Mercy had that early lead, and really the lead in the second half too. I was thinking I put this on Twitter. I said, you know, you know, you know, a few things drive Greg Campy crazier than the fact he's never beaten Tom Izzo and Michigan State in all these years. But I think one thing that would have driven him even crazier and maybe off the cliff would have been Mike Davis beating Tom Izzo and. <laughs> This in Detroit Mercy's first game against Michigan State since 2001. So for Campy's health and safety, good to see Michigan State pull that one out yesterday. Because, uh, yeah, that would have uh, that would have driven him nuts. But anyway. Yeah, but Mike Davis beats Mike Davis beats him all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's beat him at big underdog in Indiana. And then, of course, Texas Southern. And uh, um, sounds like there's a relationship there that might be strong enough to continue yeah. these games. And when you see Michigan-Oakland and you see Michigan State-Detroit Mercy and you saw Michigan State-Oakland at the palace and that great atmosphere, you know, I know these games aren't as much fun for the big boy because if they, you know, it's kind of a no win, you know, if they beat them, they're supposed to, if they lose it, the sky is falling, but they are so much fun to watch most of the time. And so I hope they continue. We'll see. Yep. We'll see. Um, yeah, that's it. Uh, you got a bunch of the uh, football stuff coming to DetroitNews.com this week. You got your Big Ten Power Rankings. Yeah. And then uh, you'll be looking ahead to Penn State. And also, obviously, you'll be at the Breslin tomorrow to cover Michigan State hoops. So check Matt out at DetroitNews.com, all his coverage. And you can check him out on Twitter at Matt Sharman. You can check me out on Twitter at Tony Paul 1984 I think that's it for our Saturday night podcast. Anything else? Sounds good to me. Nope, nothing. All right, later. See ya. (laughs) 